opportunity to get into the Holy Word of God. We believe that this Word brings freedom to people. We shall know the truth and the truth makes us free. We believe that the Spirit of truth is living in us now as our, as our teacher. We look to your Holy Spirit. We look to you right now. I, I thank you that the Spirit of the Lord has risen upon me. He's anointed me. To preach and teach the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And he's anointed everyone in here to, to see the word as it's meant to be seen. To hear the word as it's meant to be heard. And Father, by your grace, we will not just be hearers of the word, but we will be doers. And as doers of the word, we shall be blessed. We thank you for it now in Jesus' name and everybody in agreement said, Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Well, before this COVID-19 junk. And, you know, that's been going on in this country, actually throughout the world. And, and, and we were on a series titled, go to the other mic. Okay, I'll have to, there you go. There you go. Praise God. Sounds better anyway, doesn't it? Maybe I can sing in it. Okay, never mind. Anyway, uh, you know, one of the th- we were on this teaching called Be Being Filled. And uh, uh, with the fact that today is Pentecost Sunday, I was, again, I was reading something and it just was quickened in my heart. This is the direction I want you to go in. I want you to begin to minister along this line. So go with me to Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5. It ought to be a scripture most of you could already quote since we were spent, I think, 11 different services on that particular teaching. But it says this in verse 18. And do not be drunk with wine in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. Be filled with the Spirit. Or as we've seen, that actually means be being filled with the Spirit. It is to be an ongoing lifestyle for us as Christians. Once we get infilled with the Holy Spirit, it's not supposed to be the end game. It's supposed to be something going on in our lives just every day throughout our lives. Staying filled with the Spirit. Staying filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. I cannot express to you enough how important this teaching is. I don't need to go all the way back to when I first started this teaching and remind you of what I said way back then. But the bottom line is God had me minister along these lines. And I know it was for me, but it's for each one of you as well. There is, this is not the time for us to be living out of our flesh. To being what the Bible calls carnal Christians. We need to be spill, spilled. <laughs> yeah, we should be spilling out the Spirit of God because we're so full of Him. We are to be filled with the Spirit of God and living out of our hearts. Living by our hearts. Being led by the Spirit of God. I mean, friends, listen to me. When you get full of the Spirit of God... I hope you're listening. When you get full of the Spirit of God, people are going to look at you and see Jesus. 
When you get filled with the Spirit of God, you're going to be able to fulfill your destiny. I believe that's probably one of the biggest reasons people never fulfill their destinies because they don't stay full of the Spirit. And what ends up happening is, is, is all of a sudden the enemy comes and bombards their minds with thoughts. You can't do it. You don't have what it takes to do it. And instead of responding out of their hearts, they begin responding out of their flesh and they give up and throw in the towel. Should not be that way. We're supposed to be bold about our faith. We're supposed to be full of the Spirit of God. We're supposed to be going. You know, when you get full of the Spirit, you'll become ever more sensitive to His voice. You can be led by the Spirit of God every single day of your life. You can know His voice. And I know for a lot of Christians, I mean, a lot of churches out there, I, I said this not too long ago, but it's the truth. There are a whole lot of Christians out there who have never heard that said before. And for me to be standing up here and say that I can know the voice of God, that I have heard the voice of God, it is not only a strange thing, they think I'm crazy. I would say back to them, I think it's a strange thing. I'm not going to call you crazy, but it is a strange thing that you don't know the voice of God. We should be hearing from him. Do you know when you open your Bible up and you begin to read it out loud, that right there is the words of God? This Bible is the word of God. Everybody say, my Bible is God speaking to me. Hello? And, 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 you know, over in Romans chapter 8, it talks about that the, the, the Spirit of God will bear witness with our spirit that we are children of God. How many believe you're a child of God in this place this morning? I am. I've got the witness of the Spirit that I'm a child of God. Yes. That blesses me. I belong to Him. Woo, glory to God. I know that I know that I know that I know. And one of the ways I know is is the Spirit of God witnesses in my heart. And the same way that the Spirit of God witnesses in my heart that I'm a child of God, glory to God, He witnesses in my heart about the decisions and the choices I have to make in this life if I look to Him. Because I know the voice of the Good Shepherd. A stranger's voice I will not follow. Jesus calls me by name and I follow Him. Ha <laughs> ha! I expect to hear from him. How about you? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Being filled with the Spirit is so important for us. Think about Jesus. Did you understand? Do you understand that Jesus did absolutely no miracles or signs and wonders until he had the Spirit of God come upon him? After John the Baptist baptized him? He come up, came up out of the river, and the Bible says a, a dove came and, 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 and alighted itself upon him. He, the Spirit of God came on him. And from that point forward is when the miracles and signs and wonders started to happen. The Bible says in Acts 10.38, what does the Bible say in Acts 10.38? But I had it written. I don't have it. Can you get that up there? Boom. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit. How, Je- how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit. I thought Jesus was the Son of God. Why would Jesus have to be anointed with the Holy Spirit if he's already God? This is huge. This is so important for you to understand. Jesus laid aside his godly attributes. 
that was different. <laughs> Jesus laid aside his godly attributes and became a man or a woman, a human being just like us. But the Bible tells us how God anointed him with the Holy Spirit and with power who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil for God was with him. The same Holy Ghost now lives in you and me. The same Holy Ghost now rests upon you and me for filled with the Spirit. Ah, that's why Jesus, that's why we can fully expect to do what Jesus said in, in, in John 14, 12. Most assuredly, I say to you, the works that I do, you shall do also. Greater works than these shall you do, because I go to the Father. Glory to God. We're called to be doing the same works Jesus did. Oh, thank you, Lord. But Pastor Dan, I'm just a a little old fella. Or I'm just a little fellerina. That's female or fellow. But anyway. You know, I'm just, I'm just me. How can I possibly do what Jesus did? Friends, in and of yourself, you can't. I understand that. I can't do anything. I can't do any kind of miracle and sign and wonder in and of myself. But glory to God, I'm not in and of myself. I'm in Christ. Christ is in me. The anointing is upon me. The same spirit that God anointed Jesus with, I've been anointed with. And because I've been anointed with that same spirit, I expect to do the works of Jesus. What did Jesus do? He went about healing the sick, delivering the bound. Glory to God. Preaching the good news to the poor. You don't have to be poor no more. Thank you, Jesus. He raised the dead. Do you believe that Pastor Dan, you can raise the dead? If I'm led to do it, glory to God, I'm going to do it. Amen. I've heard of different ministers down through the years who have raised people from the dead. And when I hear about that, I'm going to tell you a little secret. I don't look at that and say, oh, wow, that happened to him. You know what I do instead? I say, glory to God. Glory to God. If God used that person to raise some from, somebody from the dead, God will use me to raise somebody from the dead. Ha, ha, ha. I believe it. I'm waiting for number one. And when it happens, I'll let you know. Because it is going to happen. I've already told you, I'm going to lay these hands on the blind and their eyes are going to open. I'm going to lay these hands on the deaf and their ears are going to open. I'm going to lay these hands on the lame and they're going to rise up and walk. Maybe for the first time ever in their lives. I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. Because Jesus did it. And the same spirit on him is on me. I don't do it. In, I'm not the healer. I'm not the deliverer. I hope you're listening to me. I'm just Daniel Greenwald. Oh, and that's something important there. Because you want to know why? Because I'm a child of God. I'm a new creation. I've got God's life in me. Eternal life is in me. All I've got to do is step out in faith, taking, listen, Jesus at his word and expecting to do what he did. Oh, thank you, Lord. I am not getting very far with my message this morning, but that's okay. I expect to do what Jesus did. How about you?
Friends, I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you something. I'm gonna, I want to tell you something. The only way it's going to happen is if you get filled with the Spirit. Because there are going to be many times God will lead you to go some way or go somewhere that you really didn't feel like going to that day or going in that direction that day. God might lead you, instead of going to Walmart, go to Target today. I don't like Target. I like Walmart. You know know what ends up happening? People reason that kind of thought away. I don't want to go. I don't like Target to a few extra miles. I don't want to drive all the way to Target. I'm going to go to Walmart. And and they miss God. But see, when you're filled with the Spirit, and all of a sudden that rises up in your heart, go to Target. I want you to go to Target instead of Walmart today. You know his voice. You're sensitive to his voice. So you go to Target. And while in Target, all of a sudden you look over there, and hey, what's up, big man? And and he's looking at you, and you're, you're smiling, you're hugging on each other. And all of a sudden someone comes around the corner. And they're in a wheelchair. And you look at him, and he looks at you, and you smile real big, and he smiles real big. And you both go up to him, grab that person by the, each hand, and say, rise in, in the name of Jesus. And that person stands up and begins to walk and begins to shout and begins to dance around. What do you think is going to happen in Target that day? Do you think somebody might come around that corner and say, what's up? Well, glory to God. Look, wheelchair, standing, dancing, shouting. They ain't in that wheelchair no more. How'd that happen? Well, let me tell you about Jesus. Mm, Glory to God. I expect to do what Jesus did. We got to stay filled with the Spirit. We got to stay filled with the Spirit. But let me tell you this, and this is going to be a really big revelation. How can you be being filled with the Spirit if you haven't already been filled with the Spirit? Deep revelations by Pastor Dan. But it's the truth. I, when I first started this message, knew that God wanted me to minister along the lines of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You're a church that believes in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Can I just throw this out to you? Do you know the book of Acts is written about the early church? And let me tell you this. It's the same church that we's a part of. And let me tell you this. The early church. No, get this. Anybody Baptist watching this live stream? Listen to this. I'm not trying. I'm sorry. Forgive me. I, I don't. I mean, I'm not coming against Baptists. Thank God for the Baptists. But listen to me. What I'm fixing to say. The early church was a tongue talking church. If you went into a church service back then, they'd be sitting around going, Glory to God! And people would be going, Yeah, glory to God! Pastor Dan, I'm looking at you right now. I don't know. I want to be filled with the Spirit. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. I cannot think of, I mean, besides getting born again, I cannot think of a greater gift that God has given to us than this one of being filled with the Spirit. I, I just, I don't want to get ahead of myself. I need to slow down. I don't know if I'll get to it. So I'm going to go ahead and say it. If God, let me ask you a question. How many believe that I love you? Do you guys believe I love you? If I came to you this morning and I had a gift that I had purchased for you or something I had gotten for you, Would you receive the gift from me because you know that I love you? Would you take that gift? 
Or would you beg, would you start to say, no, 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 pastor, no, 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 no. I don't know what you're going to get. I don't know what that is. It could be a rattlesnake in there. It could be a big old rat. It could be a frog. I don't know. I'm just throwing out things that people sometimes don't like very much. But the, the point I'm trying to make is people have somehow, some way twisted a gift from God to be something that is bad or, 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 or even evil. Isn't that something else? God has given us, I mean, it, 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 let's put it this way. This gift is already yours. Just like salvation for the people out in the world who don't know Jesus, it's already theirs. Their name is already on that box. Born again person. The person's name. All they got to do is do what? Receive it by faith. Confessing Jesus as Lord and Savior. And that box opens up. Boom. Born again. But then right beside that is another gift. There's another gift. It's called the baptism of the Holy Spirit. God did not take that gift away. Think about it. I only wanted it for the early church just to help the early church get started. But as soon as the disciples died away, no more, man. I don't want Ron to be filled with the Spirit. I don't want anybody down down the ages to be filled with my Spirit anymore. I'm sorry, I don't see that in the Bible. I said I don't see that in the Bible. If the early church got filled with the Holy Ghost and they spoke with other tongues, and we're going to see it in the Bible, I don't know if we'll get there today, then it's for me too. I said it's for me too. I know how much this has changed my life. I know Oh my goodness gracious, I could talk, probably everybody in here could, who's been filled with the Holy Ghost can come up and testify of how much it's changed you. There's just something about being able to be worshiping God and just, you know, I, I, I probably I could go to the majority of people who really love Jesus, but they're not filled with the Holy Ghost and, and they're really worshiping God. To get to that place where you're just like going, man, it just doesn't... It does, I don't feel adequate. I don't feel like I can praise him enough. I can't lift my voice to him enough. I want to be able to speak it out in a greater way. God's given us the means to do that. <laughs> One of the things that happen when you speak in other tongues, the Bible says you give praise well. I, I don't know how many times when I'm worshiping God that I'll just flow right into speaking in other tongues. Sometimes I'll even sing in, a, in the Spirit. Oh, thank you, Jesus. We're going to get into this. Now, I know the majority of you, like I've already said, are already filled with the Holy Ghost. There might be someone in here who have not yet been filled with the Spirit. There might be people watching via live stream. You haven't been filled with the Spirit yet. But I'm going to show you today, or begin to show you today, that this is a gift from God. This is available right now. It has not passed away. It is a supernatural occurrence available to every man, woman, and teenager 
and child to a certain age who has received Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. That is the absolutely only prerequisite. You must be born again. But once you get that gift, there's another gift waiting for you. I want to begin to talk with you this morning. Go with me in your Bibles to John chapter 14. Praise God. I think I might be able to make it off of my introduction this morning. (laughs) I want to share with you the difference between being born again and the Spirit coming to live within you and the baptism of the Holy Spirit and the Spirit coming upon you. The Spirit within and the Spirit upon. This is the first point. The Spirit of God comes and takes up residence in the heart of every born-again believer. John, I don't know if I'm going to get past this. I can tell. I already feel it. I just love these scriptures. This is just talking about what happens when we get born again. But friends, if this don't get you excited, your woods are wet. I'm serious. This is so incredible. John 14, verse 16. Jesus is speaking here. And I will pray the Father. And he will give you another helper. That he may abide with you forever. Glory to God. That word another there means one just like Jesus. People have always said, man, fasting, Dan, wouldn't it be really cool to be able to live back in the days of Jesus and walk with Jesus and talk with Jesus and sing with Jesus? <laughs> My life would be so good. Friends, I'm going to tell you something right now. You have got one just like Jesus. And he's living in you right now. Which means what? Wherever you go, he goes. (laughs) See, even Jesus, when he was here on the earth, couldn't go everywhere. That like maybe he remember how he told some of his disciples, go get go into this town and 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 tell them to uh, uh, loose this fowl and bring it to me. And and they say, well, you know, what what are you going to do? Well, I mean, what are they going to do when they start yelling at us? We're taking their donkey. And they say, just tell them that the son that, that that I need it, that Jesus needs it. But the point I'm trying to make is those people had to leave from Jesus. They walked away to go into the town. And I know this is a simple illustration, but the point I'm trying to get across is this. Everywhere you go, no matter where you're at, going into the store, going into a school, going to a park, going to your house, going into your bedroom, even into your bathroom, the Holy Spirit's with you. One just like Jesus. Friends, I, I, you need to study that out. That word, another there, I believe it's the Greek word, alos. I don't even have it written down here. But man, you study that word out, it'll get you a little happy. Might, you might even dance a little jig like I'd like to do. And I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper that he may abide. Notice that he may abide with you. How long? Just, just, just while you're doing good things. Just when you're living sold out for Jesus. Notice that the Holy Spirit abides with you forever. Now, I'm not saying that he's sitting there cheering you on when you're entering into sin. Obviously, that grieves the Spirit. But you know what the Spirit of God will do? He will encourage you. He will prompt you to repent and get back right with God. Hello? The point I'm trying to get across to you is once you get born again, the Holy Spirit comes to live in you 
forever. How long is forever? <laughs> Some of y'all out there going, forever. And it is forever. Try to wrap your pea brain around that one. Forever. I am now the ripe old age of. <laughs> I'm 58, I know. It's crazy. I don't look nothing like 58, do I? I definitely don't act like I'm 58. But anyway. But try, I mean, and I think I've been around for a long time. But what is that amount of time? And if I live another 50 years, I die at 108 years old. I step off into eternity because I'm not going to die. I'm going to live forever. It's <laughs> another story in and of itself. <laughs> when I step out of this body, what is 100 years compared to forever? Forever. You would say, Jesus, come into my heart. You get the Holy Spirit comes and takes up residency in your heart where he will be forever. The, no, no, I want you to say, no, I want, I want oh, glory to God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Hold on. He's the Holy Spirit. He's the Holy, the Holy Spirit. Holy. He's holy. He is the Holy Spirit. He's living in us right now. Do you think maybe we should be doing things that are right in the sight of God? Shunning the sin. Turning our back on the sin. Turning our hearts completely, totally, 100% to God. The Holy Spirit. And again... He doesn't leave you if you mess up. He doesn't go away from you. And then the moment you repent, he comes back. He abides with you forever. Uh, Do you understand that? He will give you another helper, one just like Jesus, then he may abide with you forever. The spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive. Excuse me, because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him. For he dwells with you and will be where? Where will he be? In you. In me. He's in us. We've got the Spirit of God. We've got God. We've got God. We've got God living in us. 1 Corinthians 6.19 says this. Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own. Second Corinthians six sixteen says, "In what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For you are, are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them and walk among them. I will be their God. They shall be my people." And then my faith. Oh, I love this scripture. I'm beginning to get happy. First mm, mm, mm. John four four. You are. Of God, little children, and have overcome them because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. <laughs> Woo, glory to God. Whew. Have you ever thought, I just don't know if I have enough to make it? I just don't know if I can overcome this. 
I, 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 I've struggled so long with this. I don't know if I can do it. And I just, I, I, I don't want to do it anymore. But I just don't know if I can do it. I don't know if I can make it. Hear me now. I want everybody to look at me. You have God, the Holy Spirit, living in you right now. And greater is he that is in you and in me than he that is eternally defeated in this world. I heard this the other day, and I, I uh, Brother Jerry Savell made this comment. Man, it just bored me. It just li- whoa! It's one of those statements. He said, "He says it isn't over till God says it's over, and God won't say it's over until you win." <laughs> Get the revelation. The greater one is in you. Get the revelation. The greater one. There's no one, there's no thing greater than the Holy Spirit. He's living in you and me. In us. No, do you want him just as a spiritual hitchhiker? Or do you want to allow him to work in you, to work through you, to anoint you, to come upon you, to equip you? Glory to God. There is nothing, absolutely nothing that you will ever face in this life. that You can, you can face it and it's greater than who you are now in Christ. Amen. I, I, I don't know if you caught what I just said. Because what I just said is shouting grounds. There is never, ever anything that you could ever face in this lifetime that is greater than you in Christ. There ain't nothing. There ain't nothing. There ain't nothing. The devil will come and judge. I was just thinking about this. You know, what if Hollywood never would have made all them demonic movies? You know, what what are those, uh, uh, what's that one? uh, The Exorcist. What if Hollywood had never made those movies and people hadn't spent all this time watching that junk and building up this fear in their lives to where the devil shows up? And, And, you know, I mean, do you think Jesus is that way towards the devil? He shows up with his little red suit on, a little pointy tail, and his pitchfork. I'm come to get you. I will destroy you. I am greater than you are. What do you do? Ah! And run? Or do you stand your ground and say, what, what, what did you just say? Do you not know who I am? Are you stupid? I know you're stupid, but anyway, what greater is he that is in me than you who are eternally defeated? I don't care what you throw at me, and he's thrown a lot at me. It doesn't matter. Greater is he that is in me than he that is eternally defeated in this world. Get excited. We need to be excited about this. I know people for your live stream. Yeah, I get excited. I'm, I, I love Jesus. We need to get a little bit more stirred up about this. We, if we literally believe we're living in the last of the last days, then what are we going to do? Are we going to allow those things to get us to shrink back and say, oh, oh, oh what am I going to No! I'm going to stand boldly for Jesus. Because I know it's him and him alone that's going to help these people out there.
And I know that the greater one is in me. I have God living in me. I've got God living in me. I put on a new wine skin. I became a new creation. Do you understand if I had tried to get God in me before I got born again, I would explode. I couldn't have taken it. That's what it's talking about there. You ever remember that reading in the, in the gospel accounts? You don't put new wine in old wine skins. You try to do that and it just, it'll burst the old wine skins. They can't handle it. But see, when you get born again, you become a new creation. God, God, the Holy Spirit comes now and, and takes up residence in us. Oh, praise you, Jesus. I have not gotten very far at all. Guys, listen to me. This is the Spirit within us. This is what happens when you get born again. I am in no wise saying that you, all the people out there that are Christians, I don't care if you're Baptists, Methodists, Presbyterians, don't matter who you are, if you've received Jesus into your heart by, by confessing him as your Lord and Savior, saying, Jesus, come into my heart and save me, the very moment that happens, the Holy Spirit comes in you. Because, see, you take on that new wineskin. You become a new creation. Glory to God! So it is, the Holy Spirit is in us. But is this the end of it? Is that the end of it? Do we just leave it at that? You know, I, I could honestly say that probably would be pretty cool just if you get the revelation, if you get the revelation that God in the form of the Holy Spirit is in us. Hello? That would pretty much change your life if you really got that revelation. This is not the end of it, guys. Next week, I hope to get a little bit further. I actually had six more pages to go just today. I actually have 17 pages of notes. <laughs> y'all, want, y'all want me to start pre- I'm only on the very top of chapter, I mean chapter. I got 17 chapters to go. <laughs> I have only gotten to talking about the spirit within. But isn't that awesome news? I want to talk next about the Spirit of God coming upon the believer as the result of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Guys, come out. If, again, you have not received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, it is not something that you receive because you earn it. It is not something that you reach a certain level of spirituality that it becomes yours. The moment you say, Jesus, come into my heart, that gift is right there beside it. That gift is available to you and me. All you got to do is receive it the exact same way by faith. And we're going to go through the, I'm going to, what I'm going to plan on doing, we're going to go through the Bible and I'm going to answer questions that people have about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I want to talk to you the benefits of speaking in other tongues. I want to talk to you uh, uh, about everything that you need to know how to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And I'm believing that if there's anybody in this room who's not baptized in the Holy Ghost yet, you're going to get baptized in the Holy Ghost because it will change your life forevermore. And for anybody listening via live stream, if you're not filled with the Holy Spirit, I'm going to show you how you can get filled with the Holy Spirit. And you don't even have to have hands laid on you. My wife's testimony how she got filled with the Holy Ghost, she was where? In your bedroom? She was just in her bedroom and said, Lord, I, 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 I want to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. She got it. 
spoke with other tongues. No one laid hands on her. I want to get ahead of myself and share my experience yet. But I'm going to share with you how I got filled with the Holy Ghost. What happened to my life? A lot of you have already heard it. But it is a gift. Everybody say it's a gift. It's a gift for you. It's a gift for me. It's a gift from Almighty God. If it's from Him, trust me, it's a good thing. We should want it. I want, if it's a gift from God, I want it. I'm sorry. I'm simple enough to understand that my God loves me so much that if He's got a gift for me, I'm taking it. Mine, I'll take it. Woo, thank you. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. So keep coming out. Let's get more people coming in. Let's invite more people. And I'm talking about inviting your friends. Look at the day and age we're living in. Notice that these are not times to be uh, uh, nonchalant about your faith. Because probably the majority of you are going to talk to somebody about what's been going on in the country that's not a Christian. What are you going to say to them? Oh, it's so bad. Or, man, yeah, they should have tore those places up. They should have, you know, you jump right on in the bandwagon of the people in the world who think what they're doing is, some of the people think that what they're doing is okay. What are you going to do? You're going to have to learn to be bold about your faith. And you're going to have to share with people. I've got your answer. I've got your answer. Jesus is the answer. He changed me. I mean, I look at people like Ron. I look at all you other ones in this room. I mean, that young man's testimony is crazy. I'll let you share it someday. But God will take the worst of us and make us the best. Because you want to know why? Because we go from being literally being manipulated by the devil operating in a spirit of 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 death where where, where before you receive christ you are separated from god life is not in you oh physically you're living but you're not alive but the moment you say jesus come into my heart i don't care how bad you were Again, I go back to what I was sharing earlier about Kenneth Copeland praying for that guy. Committed 24 murders. That's called a mass murderer. Not a one-time murderer. 24 people. I think there are women, all of them. That's crazy. But that's called crazy love. That God could reach down and save somebody like that. Do you not think God can change this world, change this country, change what's happening in our, 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 our city? He wants to, but he needs you and me to rise up and be who we have been born again to be. Children of the Most High God, new creations in Christ Jesus. We have the greater one in us. Let's pray. Father, right now in Jesus' name, thank you for this opportunity we have this morning to hear your word. My prayer, Father God, is that everybody in this room will begin to understand and recognize that this is not a time to draw back, but this is the time more than ever, more than ever to press forward, to press forward in you, Lord, to live that life of of faith. Fight the fight of faith. As you just keep reminding me, Lord, declare from your mouth, I choose to fight.